Hello. Hi. Oh man, you guys are quiet. My name is Laura. For those of you who don't know me, it is lovely to meet you. Um, I'm part of the crew back there, centre back. Thanks, Jazz. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate that. Uh, Lovely. We are going to continue tonight on with the Even If series. Now, we've been doing this for the last few weeks, um, and we've looked at a whole bunch of things during this time. The, the like basic idea of this series is that in a changing world where so many things change around us, there are certain things that don't change. And some of these things are values and principles that we hold to. Now, the reason for that is that God is a God who doesn't change. And God says that there are truths that no matter what you feel and no matter what you experience in this world, these things are true. So that is what we're going to be looking at. Now, uh, I'm not sure how many of you guys remember the first week we looked at family and we looked at like our crews being like our family. Then we looked at connection and knowing God. And then last week we looked at transformation and committing to growth as individuals. And Hannah has given away a little bit what we're looking at tonight. And that is, no, it wasn't a massive surprise. Like I didn't have like a banner or anything. Or like, I mean, imagine just behind there. Worship. And you pull a cord and there's like fireworks. No. Uh, so tonight we are looking at worship. Now, for some of you guys in this room, the word worship is a really, like, strange word. Um, because for some of you guys, you'll maybe, like, maybe you've come for the first time tonight. Maybe you've not been to church before. And this word, worship, is a bit of a weird word. And so, I guess tonight, the idea is, is that we'll give you a bit of a backstage pass, a bit, of a, a bit of a sneaky idea about what worship's about, about why it is that we worship if we're Christians, and what that means. So... Because some of you guys may well have heard this word before, or for some of you, you've kind of experienced worship, but it might be like at Harvest Festival in your school assembly or something. I would love you to take 30 seconds to turn to the person next to you and say, what does the word worship mean to you? So what do you think of? When I say the word worship, what do you think of? Turn to the people around you. Quick chat, 30 seconds. When I say worship, what do you think of? Okay, 10 more seconds. When I say the word worship, what do you think of? Okay, Tara, if I get off this stage, is it going to make that weird noise? No, great. Um, so, would anybody be up for sharing? When I say the word worship, what do you think of? Irene, I'm coming to you. It's when we praise God. When we praise God at church, amazing. Any other suggestions? When I say worship, what do you think of? Yes. Hang on, I'm coming, I'm coming. Um, uh, just a bit nervous. Um, so basically, sing to him to show that you love him and care for him. That is amazing. So sometimes worship is singing to show that you love God and that you care about him. One more. Can I have one more? Did he now? And then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna come here, and then, and then I'll right. Carl Salmon's really good one. Dan Murphy. When I think worship, I think Dan Murphy. Don't we all? Don't we all? The man, the myth, the brand, Dan Murphy. What was your one? 
When I think of worship, I think of the pyramid of order. So the person at the top is the highest and you look up to them. Really good. So it's this idea of looking up to someone and responding to whoever's at the top. Fantastic. So this idea of worship is what we're going to explore a little bit. Uh, And I want to read to you a verse in the Bible that, if I'm honest with you, sounds a little bit terrifying. Um, And that's where we're going to start. So we're going to have a lovely time together. Um, I'm going to read from a book in the Bible called Romans. And this guy called Paul wrote a letter to a church in Rome. And in Romans 12.1, it says, Therefore, I urge you... In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. Now, I think this idea of offering your bodies as a living sacrifice, that does sound a little bit terrifying, but it's going to be okay, so I'm going to unpack it. Um, What this essentially means is that with all of who you are, with all of your body, with everything you've got, you respond to someone doing something absolutely amazing for you. Now, I don't know if you've ever had anyone do something incredible for you that absolutely blow your mind and you just have to do something in response. Now, I am married to Mr. Andy Hancock. Give me a wave. Hey, babe. So I'm I'm married to Andy. If you're 11 years old, could you put your hands up for me? Is there a, is there a, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I've been married to him for as long as you've been alive. That is ages, I'm super old and terrifying. So that is how long we have been married, a very long time. Um, But I remember when we were going out, and uh, I used to live in London, and Andy lived here in Birmingham. Well, it wasn't, I say Birmingham to people who don't know where Dudley is. We all live there. So he lived in Dudley at the time. And um, I I was a youth pastor in a church in London. And you know what? I actually found it really difficult. I would say it's one of the hardest like seasons in my life. I'm a crier. Anyone else a crier? You just like love a good cry, honestly. Yes, there we go. Got some boys with their hands up. That's what I like to see. I am a crier. And every single day, I promise you, I would cry because it was really difficult. And there was this one week when it was especially tough, like, oh my gosh, oh, it was just awful. And I was crying all the time. I felt rubbish. And I remember texting Andy, I mean, I've had a really rubbish week. I feel horrendous. I'm really sad. I feel really, really lonely. Um, I, don't, I, just, I don't know what to do with myself. And so I made a plan in my head in the evening. What I was going to do, and I don't know if you've ever been in this place, I was going to go home and I was going to have one of those evenings where you wear your dressing gown on top of your clothes. Anyone else do that? Like, well, yeah, that's a good night, isn't it? And I had this like massive fluffy pink dressing gown. And I thought, right, that's it. My pink fluffy dressing gown's going on on top of my clothes. I'm going to eat ice cream. I'm going to watch a box set. I'm going to have the time of my life. And I'm just going to cry into my ice cream. And that was going to be my evening. Anyway... I got as far as taking off all my makeup, I'd like been crying, I was really sad, I'd got my pink fluffy dressing gown on on top of my clothes and all of a sudden I hear a knock on my bedroom door. Was it my bedroom door? It might have been my front door. There was a knock on the door, it was my bedroom door my front door, it was 11 years ago, it was ages. Anyway, I opened the door and Andy has surprised me and in the evening driven from Birmingham to London At rush hour, people, it would have taken him hours to turn up to my house to make me feel better. Isn't that amazing? Give him a round of applause. Let's encourage this behaviour in my wonderful husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, imagine if he'd done that and I'd have just gone, oh. 
and cracked on with my ice cream. Firstly, that would have been very, very rude. But secondly, when someone does something amazing for you, you don't just ignore it. You respond. And I'm going to be honest, when he saw me, I was a mess. I was like crying and snot on my big dressing gown and ice cream. I was a mess. In my worst moment, in my mess, Andy showed me the biggest act of love by driving from Birmingham to London to meet me where I was at. I had to respond to that. I spent the evening with him. I felt really happy. And it was at that moment that I was like, this guy could be a keeper. It made an impact on me. When we talk about worship, all that worship is, is a response to something that someone has done for us that is absolutely amazing. If I think that it's a big deal that Andy drove from Birmingham to, Li- to Liverpool, I wasn't there, from Birmingham to, yeah, to Liverpool, to London, very long journey, um, to come and make, meet me in my mess and make me feel better, God has done so much more. In our mess, in our worst moments, in our greatest moments of pain, God wants to meet us in those spaces. And God made this massive journey. He put on skin, became a human and died so that he could have relationship with you. If I thought that that moment from Andy was marriage material, how much more is the fact that God gave his life for you to meet you in your mess, in your snot, in your ice cream, in your pink fluffy dressing gown? And so worship is living out a response to what God has done. Now, next week, we've got Cruise Live. And uh, as a part of that, there will be sung worship and we'll be singing. And sometimes worship does look like singing. That's a part of it. But in, the, in that, that verse, like the weird bit was, it says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, that sounds really creepy. Okay, it does sound weird. I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. But what that means, that, that word sacrifice is about giving up something for somebody else. The idea of sacrifice is giving up something that you want to keep. And sometimes we give stuff up because we know it's the best for us. Sometimes giving stuff up and sacrificing things is about what, not accepting what's easy, but picking what's eternal. What I mean by that is this. If I sacrifice my money, the easy thing for me to do will be to keep all my money, spend loads of money on clothes and not give any of it away. But I know that that isn't what God wants me to do with my money. He wants me to sacrifice and to worship him through the way I use my money. And so I will give my money away first and then I will spend what I've got left over. It's a sacrifice, but it's eternal because it shapes my character. It shows me that giving is really important. Another area that sacrifice is really important as I was growing up was who I chose to date and who I chose to spend time with. There were loads of guys that I thought were like, hot like they were oh my gosh some of them really were I love you babe some of them were hot but at the same time I knew that God did not want me to date those guys they were not God's best for me and so I decided I wouldn't date those guys that would be a sacrifice for me because I was going to hold out not for what was easy but what was eternal and this is how we can worship God through our lives by sacrificing and not necessarily going for what's easy and what is the easy choice, but going for what is eternal. So, what does this look like in our everyday? It might be um, choosing to try and spend some time with God rather than going on our Xbox. Choosing to go on our Xbox, that's easy. But spending time with God, that's the thing that's going to make like, a difference in, in our spirits and who we are. Forgiving someone over being angry. Being angry with someone's really easy, 
but choosing to forgive someone grows something eternal in you. And this is what it means to worship God. Worship isn't just recognizing what God did for us and singing about it, but it's giving up our sense of control to God. So, to summarize, worship isn't just about singing songs, although it is a part of it. It is actually about something more, something that changes your spirit and who you are. Now, I don't know, for those of you for a minute who have been in church when we've sung, I don't know when we've sung, come, songs have come on and you're like, I don't even like this song. I hate singing. This is rubbish. But do you know what? If you choose to sing in that moment, something happens in you. Something in you changes. And the important thing is, is that you remember that whatever it is that you're choosing to worship through, whether it's choosing to sing, choosing to forgive, choosing to give your money away, it reminds you that this was never about you in the first place. This was about a response to what God has already done for you. And worship comes from our heart. It comes from our heart responding to what God has already chosen to do for us. Now, um, I'm going to finish. But I wanted to do something that maybe I don't think we've done yet in our cruise. I'd like to do a little bit of a response. Now, what, what I mean by that is I'm going to ask something uh, and say, if this makes sense to you, or if this is where you're at, I'd really love you to kind of like just very on the lowdown, like signal that that thing is true. So could, could I ask everybody to close their eyes? And this is just so that you focus, so that you don't like get distracted by the person picking their nose next to you or whatever. And I just wonder whether... For some of you, when I say that worship isn't, is something that comes from your heart, this response to what God's done for us, that whether for some people in this room, you've heard about God. So maybe you've not been to church before, but you've heard about God. Or maybe you've been to church the whole of your life. But this idea of God, it's always been in your head. It's something that you know about, but not something that captures your heart. But maybe tonight, you want to say to God, God, I want to know you in my heart. I want this to be more than something that is in my head. I want this to be something that I can't help but respond to.